This episode is proudly brought to you by Candid, the app that lets you speak your mind freely. Available on iOS and Android. Download it now from your favorite app store or click the link on our website. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe, every debate in the universe, from eating the rich to Russia making us their bitch. <laughs> With over one million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Mark, the audio engineer. Thank you. And as always, my bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Hey. Welcome back. And today, very special guest, hailing all the way from New York, Don Caldwell, senior editor at Know Your Meme. Don, welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Don, now you've been running this website for a while now. You've appeared on all sorts of websites. You've done interviews with CNN, Daily Dot, Slate, NPR, Fusion, MSN. Basically, everyone in the world is reaching out to you all the time to find out what the dankest memes are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, especially this last year, we got a lot of attention uh, with political memes in the election. It was... uh pretty interesting year for that actually why do you think that so why, why do you think that is is there something in the zeitgeist that has made memes more i don't know ubiquitous i guess uh or is this something that's always existed and now it's just on the forefront because of social media uh well i think it yeah it is more on the social on the forefront due to social media um but i think that uh the prevalence of social media and how ubiquitous it is has made memes more prominent and it's made them get more politicized as people use them and their you know tribal signaling which is what social media seems to be mostly based on these days tribal signaling hmm. now what do you mean what do you mean by that tribal so uh, I, what I think is going on with memes and, and politics in general um, is that people use them to signal beliefs or to signal loyalty to their different tr- tribes or groups. Or vir- um, virtues, some would say. So yeah, that, there's the term virtue signaling. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, virtue signaling is kind of a type of social signaling that's going on. And it's usually used as a pejorative. Um, and I don't think all signaling is bad. But uh, I think it's largely what's going on with uh, with politicized memes. Right, I agree. I, it does seem like look, people people use virtue signaling as kind of like a bludgeon to to hit you over the head with. To say, oh, you're doing this good thing online because you want to signal your virtue to others. And I'm like, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> Why the fuck wouldn't I want to tell people I'm doing a good thing? I never want to donate anonymously. I want the credit for it. Otherwise, what the fuck is the point? If I do something good, I want to be praised for it. Then, I want then donate. Don't just fucking run your mouth on the internet. <laughs> I do donate, Rucka. Yeah, what do you donate to? You know, uh, so so the, one of the big the big things I made a huge song and dance, and this is where this is a little backstory about Maddox. Yours truly. Huh, here we go. <laughs> a long time ago, I when Hurricane Katrina happened, uh, you know, really it really hit close to home. I have uh, friends in New Orleans, and I felt that uh, a lot of Americans were really suffering. And the, you know, when America suffers especially at a natural disaster or something like that, people generally kind of look the other way because America's a rich country. Right? But not you. No, not me. No, here we go. Yeah, so so I decided to donate some of the proceeds of my, the sales from my store, my online store, to the Red Cross Fund. And after I did that, people were like, oh, Maddox is a really good guy. That's very nice of him. And I said, yeah, real nice. I'm the most magnanimous, the most philanthropic person in the universe. And then I photoshopped a picture of myself. I found this picture of the Pope, you know, uh, Renaissance era, where where someone painted a picture of the Pope and people were on their knees kissing his hand, right? (laughs) And I photoshopped my face on the Pope. And I said, you know what? 
that's me, and I'm going to go on an, a hand-kissing tour, a national hand-kissing tour, so people can kiss my hand and thank me for how magnanimous I am. And then I actually made the donation to the Red Cross, and when I was moving, <laughs> when I was moving out of my old apartment, I was going through boxes of my stuff, and I found a certificate that said, to the Honorable Maddox, and I was like, what? What is this? And it's from the Red Cross, and it was a certificate in honor of me that I forgot, like, you could have, you could pick your uh, your title, like doctor, lawyer, etc. I, I picked the honorable. Great. Yeah, 2006 was a great year. But um, <laughs> nowadays, all you have to do is get on your Twitter account and just run your mouth and selectively get outraged at a bunch of shit that doesn't concern you and you're a, you're a saint. That's what there's something different uh between, you know, actually donating to a charity and then espousing it online for reward, social reward and just like doing something meaningless like expressing a belief in something uh or taking a stance on a hot button issue uh and then getting social reward for it. You know what I mean? I think like it's better if somebody's actually doing something like donating to a charity than just like saying they believe something on Twitter. Correct, Don. So what you're saying is, I'm a great guy. I'm a I'm the best. I'm the best man. I'm a very generous, the most magnanimous. So so I think what he's saying is that even before Twitter was around, you found a way to make a charity about you. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Bravo, Maddox. Me, winner. And 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 that's where my crown and cape whole get up comes from. People are like, "Why the crown and cape?" I thought you were a pirate. And I said, "Yeah, well, when I did this whole charity drive thing, that's when I bought. I went out and I bought a cape, and it was a really nice cape. It's really nice. It's a professional. It's it's what kings wear. And what color I, is it? Oh, it's red. It's red, and it nice. has like the white fur around the side. And it has red jewels, very very Ooh. tastefully adorned red jewels, and then a little uh, string that you tie around your neck so it doesn't slip off. Do you have the matching jewels for the crown? Yes, I do. And good question, Mark. I have lots of crowns. I have a closet full of crowns. Lots of crowns. And I ended yep. up going with the plastic ones. I have metal ones. I have all sorts of crazy crowns. But I went with plastic ones because I found I used to wear five crowns stacked on top of each other on my head. <laughs> like, at, like at Comic-Con, you know, because I'm so magnanimous and I want people to know. Yeah, Save the money on Rogaine, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Rucka. <laughs> it's not funny. Don't don't snicker over there, Mark. Already starting with Mark, ah, new audio. Shit. We're training, <laughs> training the new audio engineer. Anyway, moving you stick on. to audio engineering over there. Don't be making fun of our host. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. No one. Do- That's the thing, Mark. This show is all about respect. Yeah. Okay. You'll, as you'll hear from the callers Leave in just him a minute, alone, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Already. All right. Uh, <laughs> but actually, speaking of voicemail, I have I have one I want to play early. I, I got some voicemail, but I want to play this a little bit early because it's a question. Listen to this. Hi, Maddox. This is Cassidy. I was wondering when your contest for the podcast ends so I can get my submission in on time. Thanks. Let me uh, answer that because uh, there's, okay. there's a shortage of females on Madcast right now. And uh, I've always believed in affirmative action. Yeah. Of any kind, really. Yeah, yeah true. No matter, no matter what. Actually, you know what? I am looking for a lot of different types of podcasts. So I, anyone who wants to submit, it's still not too late. So the the, the answer to the question is... When is the deadline for the submission? It's going to be an ongoing show, guys. The first round is going to come in January in a couple of weeks. But I have here today, for the first time ever, the Super Podcast Champion Edition intro. Aw, oh, shit. I want to play this for you guys for the first time ever. Here it is. Madcast exclusive. Oh, shit. Exclusive. Yeah. That's it's, right. It's, it's exclusive. Check this out.
Champion Edition Turbo. Yeah. Cool. Oh, shit. That's yeah, it. I I just right? Came. Woo. Gets you pumped. It's, it's like a Street Fighter intro. It's lit. Yeah. Yo, uh, D- Don. As yeah. a as a meme expert, I, I I think I feel like that right there is about to be the biggest meme sweeping the interwebs. Yeah, man, that was pretty dank AF. Also yeah. lit AF, I it's think, as the kids say these days. D- sure do. Dank AF and lit AF. You heard it here, Don Caldwell <laughs> from Know Your Meme. You got to take this guy seriously. It's yeah. happening, guys. So the first round is coming in January, and then uh, if you want to be considered for the second round, it'll probably be the middle of January. You want to get your your submission in before then. Uh, and again, guys, try to have a good work ethic. Try to deliver on time and consistently and produce the content because the podcast game is about creating consistent content and building your fan base and building your audience. Uh, that's how you will win this competition. But moving on, guys. Today we've got a recap of last week's debate results voicemail and then later in the show we'll be covering the debate about whether or not fake news can be solved with labels and censorship that's the debate today but we'll round the show out with some headlines at the end but first i want to mention we got a very special gift from a big fan and a listener julie julie sent us a package all the way hailing from hawaii and what it is it i'm opening this up here it's it looks like it's a bag of coffee yeah, it says, okay, it says here, Maddox on here. It's from the Royal Coffee, oh, let's see. Mata Willy Coffee. Wow, Mata Willy Coffee, hand-picked, wet-processed. Oh, shit. Red, yellow, and pink bourbon coffee grown in Mata Willy Valley, Oahu. Wow. Very cool. Hey, Mark is doing the shaka. Mark knows. Mark, Mark's Yeah, you look like you might be part uh, American Indian. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a great jaw. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a jaw guy because I've got a Thank pretty you. decent jaw myself. Yeah. Yeah. Rucka, Rucka and Mark both have good jobs. Yeah. So so Julie says, she sent a note here, and it's handwritten, but it looks like it's been typed. Her handwriting is so good. It wow. says, hi, hi, Maddox and Rucka. Hey. I wanted to share some coffee and chocolate from the farm I work at here in Hawaii. We usually spend eight to ten hours picking and processing the coffee a couple times a week during peak harvest season. Needless to say, the majority of that time is spent listening to audiobooks, podcasts, or music. I can confidently say that a fair amount of this coffee was picked to space music. Yeah. Yeah. Metal. And sometimes your podcast. You know what? Sometimes my podcast, Julie. Why? Not all the time. Sometimes. What kind of shit is that? How about exclusively, Why Julie? Why is she talking shit? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I hope you enjoy the coffee and chocolate. <laughs> Thank you for enriching the mundane moments of the work routine. All the best. Julie. Julie from Hawaii, thank you very much, yeah, Julie. Thank you for uh, enriching uh, our podcast here with some nice uh, coffee and chocolate. Uh, and then the co- the chocolate she sent is Oahu, Hawaii, 65%. Is that cacao? It's cacao, right? Cocoa. C-A-C-A-O, cacao. Oh. You want to have another fried chicken fried chicken debate, Rucka? You- that was never my debate. <laughs> I, was ne- <laughs> I never took part in that. Don, have you heard of chicken fried chicken? Uh yeah, I'm yeah. from Texas. So. Yeah, you're from Texas, so oh, it's a shit. thing. And all these idiots called in like, huh, Maddox, there's no such thing as chicken fried chicken. It's chicken fried steak. Huh. No, wrong. Yeah, you're all idiots. Chicken fried, it's chicken fried chicken. Can you explain it, Don, for the idiot listeners who are still arguing about this? Uh, well, chicken fried steak is uh just steak that's been fried like chicken, right? But like yeah. chicken fried chicken is like uh actually no, I, I can't really explain it very well. Okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks for nothing, Don. <laughs> Know your meme. How about know your chicken fried chicken dishes? How about that? Will you create a website called that, Don? <laughs> yeah, I guess I should start working on that next. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Million dollar idea. Boom. You're welcome. 
That, just giving. More giving. That's what I do here. How about a chicken fried uh, chicken podcast? I bet uh, if somebody submits that, you'll get on for sure. Maybe. We'll see. Only one way to find out. Super Podcast Champion Edition Turbo. Anyway, guys, last week, Russia had been implicated by 17 U.S. agencies for releasing hacked emails that may have influenced the U.S. election. What are those agencies? Well, the NSA, the CIA, the DEA, the FBI, the Navy Intelligence Agency. There's a whole bunch of them. The DEA? Uh, maybe not the DEA. I don't know. Oh, so you're just kind of naming a bunch of agencies. I looked through the list. <laughs> I looked through the list, and every one that I just mentioned other than the DEA was definitely on that list. Definitely. Air Force Intelligence was on that list as well. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, they were implicated by these 17 U.S. agencies. So the debate last week was, is the U.S. Russia's bitch? Aw, oh, shit. Yeah. What's the verdict? The audience voted by a margin of 68%. No, Russia is America's bitch. And then I asked the question to the audience. I posed this question. I said, what do you think I believe? And the audience said by a 75% margin, they thought I believe that, yes, America is Russia's bitch. Well, guys, what I truly believe is that you're wrong. Ah, shit. Idiots. America is still making Russia its bitch. Oh, wow. Yeah, I truly believe that. We're number one in the world economy, number one in arms, and number one in culture. And just about every other measure that makes a country great, except for internet, healthcare, and education. (laughs) (laughs) You say we're number one in culture. What exactly do you mean? Number one in culture. What I mean by that is I went to Hong Kong uh, a couple years ago, and I was sitting in the back of a bus, and they have TVs in, in in the back of every bus, right? And every single song that was being played was Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, just a bunch of American stuff. And they love Friends over there. You go to karaoke bars, it's all American songs. American culture is one of our number one exports. Entertainment, in other words. Yeah. All right. I'd also say that we're number one in dank memes as well. Number one in dank memes. Important category. That's right. You got to know your meme. (laughs) So anyway, Russia is not ahead of us in any of those metrics. Or any of the metrics that matter. I think that America is still making Russia its bitch. Now, Mark, as you're new to the show, yes. what I do is I hand a, a sealed envelope to my audio engineer with my true opinion. Because that way, it guarantees that I haven't changed my opinion week to week. Because some people might, might call shenanigans and say, Oh, Maddox, you changed your opinion to contradict the vote just so you seem cool. It's like, no, I didn't do that. And I have an envelope. Go ahead and open that up, Mark. And I want you to read the contents of that envelope. When you open it up. I have this envelope here. It's labeled top secret. Top secret. I have to go ahead to read it, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a sealed envelope for my eyes only. Yes. America is still making Russia its bitch. Yay. Correct. Is there anything else uh, you would like to add to that, Mark, that is not written in the envelope? I mean, I know it's the first time on my show, but I'm impressed by your abilities so far. So keep up the good work. Thumbs up in real life. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Uh-huh. Awesome. I like Mark already. <laughs> smart guy. Yeah. Smart man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so with the voting, there's two options. There's we're their bitch or they're our bitch. Yeah. Those are the two <laughs> options. There's yeah. no option that's just like, no, no, like neither one is either one's bitch. Uh, no, that's not an option. That's not an option. Someone. Someone. Is, it's a, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. Yeah. All right. Someone is definitely a bitch in this equation. Somebody must be. Somebody must yeah. be. And we figured it out. Thank you. To, thanks right. to the voters and listeners from last week. But moving on, guys, I've got some voicemail. Here's one. Hey, Maddox. Uh, so I'm listening to the new podcast. Uh, I'm at the part 
where you're talking about people um, placing too much importance on certain information from their own experiences, and you're talking about a study that they did, and you call them the people that were in on their moles, and then you're like, oh, wait, no, what do they call them? Uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, participants. Uh, well, all the people in the study are participants, you fucking asshole. Yeah, I know that, idiot, dipshit. <laughs> Jerks. Calling in. Look, clearly they're all participants. You know what I meant, shithead? And by the way, last week I talked about the study they did that tests how suggestible people are, mm-hmm. right? And in the study, they basically, they they pro, they posed a simple question to people where there was clearly a right answer. And then they told four of the five participants to answer the incorrect answer. And that influenced the person who was not in on the little, on the little test, right? And I found the name of the study. It's the Ash Conformity Experiment. And I have a little clip of that. Listen to this. Only one of the people in the group is a real subject, the fifth person with the white t-shirt. The others are confederates of the experimenter and have been told to give wrong answers on some of the trials. The subject denies the evidence of his own eyes and yields to group influence. Ash found subjects went along with the group on 37% of the critical trials. Ash's experiment is a classic. Yeah, It reveals how people will deny what they see and submit to group pressure. Yeah, suck it. Um, if you want to listen to what those Confederates had to say, <laughs> that's on you. But what I think the caller was trying to say was, yeah, if a presidential election is a fucking multiple choice test and, you know, the Russians could trick a few of them into oh. voting for one candidate over the other, then yeah. But that's if you're completely dismissing the role of like ideas and values and philosophy in people's lives. Yeah, uh, okay, Rucka. Well, it's not. You're not dismissing that the value. Look, in spite of your values, right? Because the value to think critically and to observe things that are facts, right? Those are being superseded by the influence of others. The conformity experiment. You can't just r- uh, brush this aside and dismiss it. Could anyone get you to vote for Trump? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. How about Hitler? <laughs> but, but I repeat myself. <laughs> why Why would Hitler t- try to get me to vote for literal Hitler? <laughs> now, look, look, man. Look, that, before the election was over, I remember seeing interviews where, they, where people would go to Trump rallies. And they would interview Trump supporters. And they said, look, he's, he's mocked a disabled person. He said, grab him by the pussy. He's threatened to ban Muslims. Uh, all, these, all these things that are against our fundamental beliefs and values. Is there anything Trump could do or say to make you not vote for him? And a lot of the Trump supporters said no. That is a wrong answer. I'm sorry. It is not. If if you have made up your mind, do or die, no matter what a candidate does or says, you're going to vote for them or not vote for them, you're an idiot. There you go. So your ideas and what you your what you call your fundamental values are why you would never vote for Trump, no matter what the Russians do. No, so not- <laughs> your little study over there with the Confederates getting tricked Ugh. into picking a certain option on the multiple choice test doesn't really prove anything. Yes, it does. Look, I don't like the Russians hacking into shit. I mean, that's that's not really cool. But I just don't I don't think anyone could make you vote any certain way if you have a a, a, a head on your fucking shoulders. Well, sure, but this is the general public. Yeah, the general public today is fucking stupid. That's right. my point. The no, point that's is that's my they, point. They yeah, don't have point. They don't have to be fucking stupid. <laughs> They, they don't have to be. We've done away with uh, thinking and critical thinking. 
Well, that may be the case, but And you're you're helping you're helping do away with that thinking with your stupid fucking studies that you bring in. No, I'm not. That's that's helping enlighten. The studies are full of shit. No, anyway, they're not. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. All right. <laughs> All right, I got another voicemail. Maddox, how can you say you don't believe in conspiracy theories and then totally believe all this shit about Russia hacking the election just because the government told you to believe it? Like, that's such bullshit, man. Like, yeah. Oh, 17 intelligence agencies. They all work for the same government. How the fuck does that make a credible case? That's ridiculous. Dumb. Even if they did do it. All the shit that you look back in history of the U.S. doing and coups and across the world, everywhere, including in Russia, invading Russia after World War One to stop the revolution. How can you honestly even debate whether the U.S. is Russia's bitch? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, okay. We're, you're all over the fucking map. First of all, one thing at a time. All right, his argument is, huh? well, how can you trust these agencies because they're all part of America? What, as opposed to what, dipshit? What are we supposed to trust, the Russians? <laughs> Who the fuck are we supposed to trust here? That's all I, we got. Uh, I listened to the last episode. I think one of the agencies you you listed was like the Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what did they hear? Some, uh, some Latin gentleman mention the Russian hack while they were crossing in our border? The Coast Guard has intelligence. They do, uh, they do have some, look, they're, they're the, uh, oftentimes our first line of defense. I believe, right? Mark's Mark's nodding his head. I like Mark a lot. Mark's nodding yeah, his head. Correct. He's, he's got the facts. Smart. Yeah. Smart Mark. That's what we're gonna Smart call Mark. him. Smart Mark. Smart Mark. Smart Mark. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there are intelligence agencies, and yeah, of course they represent the yeah. U.S. government. I but know who the, are, the Coast Guard is so intelligent that we can't fucking live in L.A. without learning Spanish. You know, you cherry picking fuck. There's the NSA. Why aren't you? Why aren't you picking on that one or the CIA? Because the NSA is in the business of. Getting information. Correct. Yeah, the, the Coast Guard. But the NSA, the CIA, and FBI, those are the three most credible, and the Department of Homeland Security. Those four agencies alone, if they if they unanimously come across and they say, yeah, looks like Russia's been hacking us, okay, I'm going to listen to them. I'm not disagreeing that the Russians hacked anything. I'm disagreeing. I mean, I'm not even disagreeing. I'm just questioning when you mentioned there, there's 17 agencies <laughs> that gave you this this information. Well, look, I didn't I didn't come up with that. I didn't collect these this information from the agencies. Don, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think it's likely that the Russians hacked it. Sure, I mean, based yeah. on the evidence. Smart. But uh, I also think that they, it could have been uh, perhaps a false flag or whatever. Like the, the some of the evidence was a <laughs> Bitly account that it was left public, um, and then the other targets were uh, like Russian dissidents or something like that. That made it look like it was Russia, and it looks like there was like a lot of evidence like that, um, which is why the agencies and they, the agencies haven't declassified all of their evidence either. So we don't even know what they might have even juicier stuff than that, you know? You know, that's um, a good. So yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point, Don. I I got an email actually just before we recorded this morning from this guy, Chris, I think is his name, sent me an email. It's like, uh, Maddox, how come we haven't seen the evidence? <laughs> <laughs> Because, dipshit, if you show people your evidence sometimes, it shows your hand. Like, for example, if our evidence is a conversation that Putin had in his office, and we present that to the public, well, guess what? We just showed the public that we either have a mole in his office, or we have some kind of bug or some intelligence that we're spying on him, and they're going to do a sweep, and that line of communication and intelligence ends. 
So sometimes you just kind of have to take their word for it and trust and hope and believe that Americans have the best interest of other Americans in mind. Uh, I think that you can definitely put error on the side of them maybe telling the truth, but I personally don't believe anything is 100% true until I've directly seen the evidence myself. But yeah, you're right. I mean, these are authorities, and their word means something for sure. Yeah, there you go. I, you know, I would agree with that. Here's another caller. I don't know where this guy stands on any of this, but uh, this was kind of a send-off. Now, Mark, you haven't met Sean, our old audio engineer. I have not. You have not. This is a bit of a send-off for him, and I think you guys, some old, long-time listeners might recognize this call. Oh, shiny boy, <laughs> the pipes, the pipes are calling. Marijuana pipes, that is. <laughs> this be Bono. Hey, it's Bono. It's oh, hard shit. to see a gold laddie. Mostly because a certain Armenian destroyed my eyes with flash photography. Okay, incorrect. I suppose it was inevitable that in the end, you would delete yourself. <laughs> you can only farm so much ass before that same ass farms you. True. Yeah, think about that. Mm-hmm. We'll all miss the dulcet tone of that greasy Italian accent. <laughs> Stay gold, and as always, here's wishing you a rainbow. Bono out. Hey, that's Bono. Yeah. Long time caller, listener to the show. Bono from U2, that is, Don. I don't know if you recognize his accent. Oh, yeah, I sounded just like him. <laughs> that fucking bog trotter. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got one more call here. This one sounds like it's a correction. I love these. Hey, Maddox. Great fucking show last week. Really liked the Russia debate. Yeah. Uh, it was lively, had a lot of energy, but I want to issue one correction. Oh. Uh... Osama bin Laden was not killed by Delta Force. He was, in fact, killed by SEAL Team 6. It was called Operation Spear, which is cool as fuck if you're going to name the mission to kill Osama bin Laden. Yeah. That's the one you should do. Yeah, executed by SEAL Team 6. The only reason I bring it up is because if you killed Osama bin Laden, you'd want everyone in the fucking world to get it right. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I would want everyone in the world to get it correct. I Look, okay, it was SEAL Team 6, all right? Not yeah. the Delta Force. Excuse me, old to hell. It was SEAL Team 6. It was SEAL Team 6, all right? Got it? Everyone clear on that? SEAL Team I, 6. I think I got it now. Yeah. But that's true. If I had killed Osama bin Laden, you'd hear about it. I bragged about it, killing Osama bin Laden, even before he was killed. That's true. Yeah. Ha, ha, by the way, how many of you guys, and I want the listeners at home listening to comment on the on the, on the site, but how many of you guys fantasized about killing Osama bin Laden? Did you guys do that? Was it just me? Um, it's weird because I always had a hard time hating him because he's got this like beautiful smile. Yeah. He just he's got, you know, nice nice looking, like nice bearded. Uh-huh. He looks like everybody's Middle Eastern mm-hmm. dad or uncle or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, for you Maddox, he must look like literally okay. your own dad. There, there it is. I was waiting for it, you fuck. I was waiting for it. I knew you were setting that up mm-hmm. to shit on me. But look, I, I don't know, Mark, did you ever fantasize about like rappelling down from a helicopter into a cave with a machine guns blazing and, and like blasting his ass? Because I, I did all the time. I honestly did not. Come on, Mark. Get, no. get out. Come on, Mark. Sorry. You didn't fantasize about killing Osama? Am I the only rational person here? Don, did you do this? Uh, No, I didn't fantasize about killing him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so- I, I, was, I was happy to hear the news. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take that. That's a victory. One for me. All right, guys. Moving on. 
Coming up at the end of the show, I've got some quick news headlines. And joining me again this week is my bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Let's hear his buzzer. And Don, let's hear your buzzer. Go ahead. Wrong! There you go. There's Don's buzzer. If you hear anything that you disagree with that I say, if I make a logical contradiction, if you think that you're right about something, feel free to chime in or just if you want to interrupt my brilliance, feel free to use that buzzer to do so. But on to the debate this week. Social media sucks dick. It's no more apparent how much dick it sucks than during the elections, when people flood your Facebook feed with fake news headlines. These come from websites like left-leaning fake news sites, like World Truth, US Uncut, Occupy Democrats, and Addicting Info, to right-leaning fake news websites like Breitbart, Infowars, Red State, and The Daily Caller. Here's some examples of fake news. Uh, This is from ABC. Listen to this clip. Pope Francis shocks the world, endorses Donald Trump for president. Fake. There's the (laughs) FBI agent suspected in Hillary emails leak found dead of apparent murder-suicide from the Denver Guardian. The problem is there is no such thing as the Denver Guardian. While established media outlets are brands built on accuracy, rogue websites, some masquerading as legitimate, are reporting misinformation, and it's spreading like wildfire online. President Obama urged common sense. If we can't discriminate between serious arguments and propaganda, then we have problems. So with so much fake news floating around out there, guys, some people have suggested that the social networks themselves are culpable in spreading it. Some people have even suggested that fake news sites should be flagged or even censored from social media. So the debate this week is, can fake news be solved with labels and censorship? This is your chance to vote before the debate on the website madcastmedia.com. But first, Don, which side of the debate would you like to argue? Um, I'm going to argue against using flagging and censorship to solve the problem of fake news. Oh, against? Use- okay, so, okay, Don. Well, that's interesting. If we don't use flagging and, say, outright censorship, which a lot of people, I, I'm opposed to censorship, but uh, I don't think it's exactly censorship if you omit certain data and certain things from a private social network. Sure, I'd agree that that's not exactly censorship either. Um, but I think that this would just be a very, very small band-aid on the much larger problem of the circulation of misinformation on the internet. Um, and even just flagging these these fake news sites um, would do very, very little in actually addressing the larger problem. So what do you think would be a better solution? If Say, somebody posts a link to some bullshit-ass website, right? You know it's yeah. fucking fake. WorldTruth.whatever. Anything that has the word truth in it as a headline, as a website, as a domain automatically I'm skeptical of. I think it's less truthful than anything else. Sure. Right? It's the world, same world. as someone saying, you could trust me. Trust yeah. Me. Trust me, Mark. Yeah. You know, anytime it starts out as... <laughs> so, so, what? Like Rucka. somebody running for president who says, trust me every other sentence? Yeah, <laughs> why? Who said that? Trump? Yeah. Oh, did he? Tru- okay. Believe me. Trust well, believe, me. Trust me. Believe me, people like me. People love me. That's a pretty decent impression. Thanks. Many people are saying. <laughs> many, many people are saying that it's the best. It's the number one. People love my hotel. People love my image. Wow, that's pretty good. I know that <laughs> Facebook is initiating um, third-party flagging for fake news. So if you deemed something was fake news, you could go in and um, sort of select that. And once a certain amount of people select that it's fake, it then has a flag below it saying this has been determined that it might be fake. Mm. So Mark, that is 
correct, actually. I have an article here from NPR. It says, Facebook also says it will let users report a possible hoax by clicking the upper right-hand corner of a post and choosing one of four reasons they want to flag it, from it's spam to it's a fake news story. The social media giant was sharply criticized after the November 8th election as false stories were blamed for adding confusion to a dynamic campaign season. Since then, fake news and conspiracy theories were also identified as a motivating factor in a man's assault on a pizza restaurant in Washington, D.C. They're referring to the Pizzagate scandal, Mm -hmm. which was not a scandal, but rather a bogus story made by 4chan neckbeards. uh... (laughs) Right, Don? Yeah, but see, Pizzagate wasn't like largely circulated by fake news sites. Like it might have happened later on in the cycle, but yeah, Pizzagate was something that came out of uh, conspiracy theorists on on 4chan and and, and uh, certain subreddits on, on on Reddit like the Donald. Um, and yeah, with even without fake news sites, that thing would have blown up. You know? <laughs> Wait, no, I don't know. How, how do you know that it would have blown up without fake news sites? Because I think I that... was I was having to cover Pizzagate as a huge meme. Prior to it, prior to seeing it on any fake news sites or on Facebook at all, it was blowing up on 4chan. It was blowing up on Reddit. This was not like uh, websites in Macedonia writing fake news articles had nothing to do with with Pizzagate blowing up in the beginning. Okay, well, so if it didn't start from uh, fake news websites, would you say that 4chan can be lumped into a fake news website? Because a lot of this investigative journalism was, first of all, not journalism. It was just people on 4chan posting just random shit like for one of the biggest things that they were easily able to debunk with the whole Pizzagate conspiracy was the tunnels supposedly the tunnels underneath the restaurant that was supposed to be kind of like this this uh oh yeah that was absolutely absurd yeah where where none of the restaurants had any kind of tunnels or even a basement if you guys want to make a weird conspiracy theory about a pedophilia ring running out <laughs> of a pizza parlor why would they need to use tunnels they could just use <laughs> they could just use cars or vans, or just walk yeah. the kids from place to place. No one's going to think anything if they see an adult walking with some kids. They're going to think probably that they're their parents or babysitters. <laughs> to b- build fucking tunnels, like pedophilia tunnels? Are you kidding me? That seems so elaborate. That's a dumb that no That's sense. a dumb conspiracy. Debunked. Maddox. Madcast Media, you heard it here first. Debunk that theory. All right, so what are you debating right now? I'm debating, <laughs> Rucka. Thank you. Thank you. I'm You're saying, welcome. I think that, that setting flags on shitty news websites, fake news websites, could deter people from believing that website. Sure. I think that that's, that's true. But who, like the, who's selecting what's true and what's not is something I think is, is important to take a look at. Like, so uh, in terms of this, uh, this new Facebook initiative, they have, fought, they have a few U.S.-based organizations that are signed on as the fact checkers, right? Um, so it was like factcheck.org, the Washington Post, ABC News, PolitiFact, and Snopes. Um, as, uh, as far as all those goes, yes, they, many of them have good reputations. Like I think Snopes is uh, a great source of information, yeah. um, especially when it comes to fact-checking. Um, somebody like PolitiFact has had a few things uh, showing their bias quite a few times. Um, PolitiFact, really? Yeah, yeah. They have one thing where uh, during the election, they like fact-checked something – like, you know, I'm no fan of Donald Trump, but they were doing some Trump fact checking. And uh, he said something about, you know, Clinton acid washing her email server. Right. Yeah. And they they fact checked this as false uh, because she actually they actually used bleach bit software <laughs> to, to clean her email <laughs> server. So they took him completely literally in order to, to give him a false a false fact check score. 
Um, so I'm, I get a little worried about organize, organizations like that having the power to deem something as being fake news on Facebook um, because they might not have truth uh, as their number one goal in this. Or they might they might have it, but just have some bias leading them in a certain direction that, that might uh, push them a certain way. No, look, I, I like PolitiFact. I think that PolitiFact is a good organization. They do good journalism. And more often than not, they get it right. And nobody, right. look, nobody's going to get it right 100% of the time. Uh, yeah, but if they're clearly lying and not and trying to not get it right because they have a dog in the fight, doesn't that just disqualify them forever? No, it doesn't. It doesn't disqualify them forever. It's 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 like somebody who says something racist has an instance of saying something <laughs> racist, but they're not necessarily a racist person. One instance of something doesn't make you such the a, whole thing. Such a great analogy to bring up. It's such a non-controversial. Uh, all right. Okay. No, no listen, listen. I, yeah, go ahead, Don. I was just going to say, I think also the problem is that the definition of fake news is so fucking nebulous right now. Yeah. Like it's been so politicized that it's just uh, it's just been adopted by the various political tribes to mean whatever is convenient for them. Right. Um, so that's the, one of the other issues with making this something that we're, we're filtering and censoring because it's not even clear what the, what the hell it is, you know? Yeah, it's unfortunate. The problem with the phrase fake news is the exact same problem, but I guess in a different way of make America great again. And I was thinking about that phrase, make America great again, and why it works so well. And it does. Ronald Reagan used it before Trump. It was Ronald Reagan's slogan, right, for his campaigning. And the reason it it works is because the word great itself is kind of vague. Because what's great to you may not be what's great to me. Like, for example, if I say, hey, man, I'm going to go make my car great again. Well, (laughs) in your mind, you might think, oh, that's cool. He's going to put a supercharger on it. Or in another person's mind, they might think, oh, he's going to give a new coat of paint. But in my mind, it's like, oh, I'm going to start it up and see if it still runs. Like, <laughs> you know, there's there's different varying degrees of what is great and what is not. Uh, and same thing with fake news. So when you say fake news, people who are biased towards fake news are automatically going to consider real news from reputable journalists as fake. And that's the problem. Wait, so you're saying that fake news should be flagged? Yes. But you're also saying it's a problematic thing to call <sighs> it. No, Rucka, I was hoping that you didn't catch that. Why were you hoping? Why don't you just fucking debate and so you don't have to worry about me uh, moderating you? Look, I'm, do- I'm considering both sides. Okay? Why are you considering both sides? That's not how you debate. <laughs> Sometimes it is, Rucka, because I bring their arguments... To the forefront. Okay, now so refute it. On. Refute it. Shit on it. Okay. Okay. Fine. With enough people flagging fake news websites yeah. and having that label on there, basically it's going to be like a scarlet letter of shame. Yeah. If you link to one of those websites, people are going to harangue you and make fun of you for being an idiot and sharing fake news. That's why it works, Don. That's why it works. Okay. You, you fair, talked about tribal and, and virtue signaling. How's that? How about uh, what's the opposite of a virtue? A vice. A vi- Yeah, a vice signaling. There you go. So using shaming, shaming as a uh, tactic for having this social change. Yeah, I'm a I, big I, fan I, of it. Yeah. I, under, I understand the argument, but I'm not sure it's going to be that effective. I think that when this whole – and I think that the conversation that we've been having about fake news kind of demonstrates that. Instead of like having a sober and rational discussion uh, for you know determining what's true in media – 
which is what we should be having. Like we should be teaching people how to wait patiently for more evidence before they hop on an outrage bandwagon ah. or how to confront personal biases, how to use critical thinking properly. All we're asking for is Big Daddy Facebook to take care of us and tell us what's true or not. And it's just also just more partisan finger pointing everywhere. And I don't think that is actually what's going to solve misinformation on the Internet. I think that just asking for a corporation to tell, be the arbiter of truth is not the right way to go. Well, first of all, Facebook, I think, is culpable in spreading a lot of this. They could you could potentially solve this by first by not having Facebook serve you news that is similar to other news that you already read. That's a huge problem on my Maddox account on Facebook. I try to keep that as unfiltered as possible so that I can see everything everyone is posting from the left and the right. I have people who are fans from every walk of life on that account, even racists, actual white supremacists, uh, people who post things to links to stormfront.org and all these other, like, you know, white nationalist websites. Friends of yours, huh? <laughs> good, good, <laughs> good, good friends, drinking buddies. No, uh, they're Facebook friends. They're Facebook. Fucking friends. clarify. Fucking communicate. Oh, of course, they're Facebook. They're not my real friends. Well, not don't. No, not everyone knows what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Well, f fair enough. Mm -hmm. So these trying people, to help you. Th thanks. These people post these links, right? And I try to look at them as unfiltered as possible, and I can always tell when a link is posted. Even before I look at who posted it, I can tell who it came from because certain people always post certain types of things. If you post a link to Huffington Post. You're more likely to post a link to Medialite, or is it Mediaite? Medialite? Mediaite. Mediaite. You're more likely to post a link to Mike, you know, Policy Mike, M-I-C, M-I-C.com, to Attention ATTN. You're more likely to post links to U.S. Uncut and Occupy Democrats. U.S. Uncut and Occupy Democrats is like near the end of the left spectrum of craziness, like crazy news, right? And then on the far right side, you have Infowars. And I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say Breitbart. A lot of people are starting to lump Breitbart into that that category. Uh, if you post those type of links, Facebook will serve you more of those type of links. So it's a huge problem, and I think the scarlet letter of shame can go a long way towards getting people to not post those things. What you're talking about is uh, the concept of like filter bubbles, right? Like yes. where you have an algorithm that serves you what you think you want. Yeah, I mean, people like to blame that for the, the echo chambers on the internet, but I think that that has something to do with it. But I think that people put themselves in their own echo chambers way more. I can't even tell you how many times I saw these bizarre unfriending declarations over yeah. the course of the election with people saying, I just unfriended so-and-so because I support Clinton or I support unfriended so-and-so because I support Trump. I saw that a billion times. Yeah. yeah. It was well, so bizarre. Don, the problem is you're smart and you're debating against somebody who himself uh, filters shit in his own mind and filters it when it comes out <laughs> his mouth. Yeah, because, listen, every fuck... Maddox, you blame every, every possible cause other than personal responsibility. All right? If people are only getting their news from one side of the fucking aisle... Guess whose fault that is? Facebook's, the Russians, yours, his. It's never that person's fault. R Rucka, you can only give culpability to a person insofar as they have had the tools necessary to have critical thinking. What are they living in the in the fucking desert island somewhere, only getting <laughs> new, certain news bits uh, fed to them? Well, for, uh, I don't I, think that. Yeah, go ahead, Don. I don't think that's actually the real problem. I think what the real problem is is that uh, the social benefit of spreading these things outweighs uh, believing what is true or like or using critical thinking about them. I think that people get a very, very large social benefit from having these things called, uh, this one guy, Kevin Simler, calls them crony beliefs. 
their beliefs that give have an enormous social reward for having. Yeah, okay. Well, so th- there's there's not just a social reward, but it's a financial reward. How about this? How about we cut off their financial rewards? Because this is a big problem. New York Times had a debate. How do you combat fake news, right? And there is four different points of views. One of them is is a uh, here. Yeah, one of them is from Robin Kaplan. She says uh, from the data data and society. She says Facebook must acknowledge and change its financial incentives. I totally agree with that. I think that if you cut off their funding, they'll have less of an incentive to create these fake news articles. What funding? Well, they get uh, they get advertising bucks. Who does? So it's these, like clickbait. Yeah, it's clickbait. Who does? Who, the, I, the fake news creators. From who? From people who visit their website for fake news. So how do you cut off their funding? You stop serving ads for fake news. Who? Do, oh, Facebook? Google, Facebook. Uh, who's the other one? Microsoft have, have all come forward and said, yeah, we're going to start cutting funding for these people. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Now, are you fucking arguing that fake news is a problem but yes. should not be flagged or it should be flagged? I don't even know what the fuck you're saying. I'm saying that flagging... Look, look, a long time ago on this show, Don, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a, a big uproar on YouTube because YouTube was starting to cut monetization for certain types of videos that had certain type of content. Actually, they were doing it for a long time. They just made it clear now that if they were yeah. doing that, they would list your video as one of these videos that was not monetizable. And, and a lot of people... Con- yeah, go ahead. The con- controversial content, stuff like that. Yes, correct. And I made the case, I made the case that... That would lead to censorship, uh, and and I do I still believe that I th- I believe it does. So you can potentially censor these fake news websites by cutting off their funding, but in the strictest sense of the word, it's not censorship because they can still publish whatever they want. But you disincentivize it, and I think that's equivalent. If these people are doing it for a financial incentive, and you take that away, guess what? The fake news starts to dry up. You're gonna have a couple of shitheads who are going to still post this stuff here and there but by and large i think you're going to solve that problem yeah well that's just the extreme version of what's been happening to journalism in general since we switched to an advertising revenue based model for funding news that's why you get garbage fake news and and mainstream outlets now too because uh people aren't fact checking because they're wanting to get those clicks on facebook so fast and this is i think this is more just a, a a symptom of that um, and yeah, I mean, if you attack their revenue stream, you can you can take them down. But these same types of beliefs are going to spread in other ways. They're going to spread through a shitty meme or in a status update or in a tweet. You know what I mean? Like just taking out the fake news articles themselves is just is just going to be a band aid. Yeah, Maddox. Mis- misinformation is still going to spread. It's just going to spread through a different way. Yeah, all these people spreading virtue signaling, like we said, they're they're not doing it for profit. They're not getting paid to to spread that shit. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that the apes don't like, all right? The dumb apes, the masses. They don't like being made fun of. And they don't like feeling like they're dumb. So if they're posting things that clearly has a little red label, it says fake on it, their thin skin is going to be punctured, right? And they're going to feel like they're being attacked and everyone thinks they're a moron. So <laughs> you're saying the flagging does work. Yeah. So you do want flagging? Yes. I thought that's my side. No, I'm, that's my side oh, of the debate. He doesn't. Okay. He doesn't. Don yeah. doesn't. Don doesn't. Okay. Yes. Right. Right. What I would argue against that is that uh, a lot of the like, so for, let's say Trump supporters uh, specifically, right? A lot of them were blasting the mainstream media the entire election, saying yeah. the mainstream media is fake news. So they might see a flag like that as a badge of honor, if anything. Oh, being okay. like the the mainstream media thinks this is fake news. They're trying to keep you from believing it. It might even help it spread further. Who knows? Okay, you know what? Then we need we need an extra label 
and we need to start label them as morons. So then if they, <laughs> right? So then everyone who keeps posting the shit, they not only get a fake news label for their websites or their horse shit they keep linking to, but they get a moron tag on their Facebook status. And it should show up right on their forehead. And I know you have, you know how to fucking do this, Mark Zuckerberg, who's listening to the show. He's a big fan. You, you, I know how you, you guys can have this algorithmic thing place a label right smack dab in the middle of someone's forehead on their profile pictures on Facebook. Let's start let's start branding these suckers and these chimps and these apes and start dumb signaling, okay? We need to start we need to start marking these morons. Yeah, you I don't all- think it's going to work. They're going to see Facebook as being uh, on the other side mm-hmm. and anything that anything that they label them with is just going to be something that demonstrates mm-hmm. that they're against that side. Yeah. They're just going to see like Facebook being biased towards uh, whatever they su- they're supporting, yeah. and if they have a flag on it, they're just going to see it as, as a badge of honor. Yeah, are mock- we having individuals flag these posts? Like, could I or you go and say this is fake news, or are there official fact check people doing the flagging? There's both. So yeah. a user will be able to hit the flag button, but I think it would have to probably reach a certain threshold before the algorithm labeled it as such. Or they have the, their group of uh, official fact checkers from PolitiFact, Fact Check, Snopes, etc., who will then, I think, be able to just manually blast it on there immediately. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's Rucka. There's a guy from this New York Times debate who basically makes your argument. His name is Nicholas A. Glavin, uh, researcher from the U.S. Naval War College. He says users must be more critical of online content. Now, it's so easy to say that. It's so easy to say, yeah, well, people should just it be is smarter. Easy to say that because it's yeah. true. Well, fine, it's true. On in a perfect world where people have the tools necessary to we, do that, they do have the tools, and we live in a perfect world in that regard. No, we don't. We yeah, might no, not they don't. use those tools. We might ha- we might be surrounded by ape enablers like yourself. Who, I'm not an ape enabler. Who tell everybody you don't have to think for yourself. Just fucking point the finger at Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg or whoever the fuck you want to blame. Zuckerberg. <laughs> Rucka. Or should I say cuck-a- Ali? Ah, shit. It starts. <laughs> yeah, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah, how dare you? Hey, put that on your little meme website, Don. Yeah, I w- yeah, I think I think that's pretty dank. Listen, I think that like that's part of the problem. Instead of starting conversations about encouraging critical thinking, encouraging requiring evidence for what you believe is true, that's what we should be having conversations about when we do this stuff. We shouldn't just be trying to find ways to use uh, technology to to be our our daddy, our you know, our parent. Oh, I you disagree. I mean? There is a great way to make technology be our daddy and our parent. This episode is proudly brought to you by Candid, the app that lets you speak your mind freely, available on iOS and Android. Don, have you heard of this app, Candid? Just today is the first time. Yeah, well, here's here's what Candid is, all right? It's an anonymous chatting app. They've been sponsoring our show. Thank you to Candid. It's been a lot of fun having these guys on board. But basically, it's an app that you download. Uh, again, it's on your iPhone, your Android. I suggest Android. But you download this app, and you can join these different chat groups. I've created one for Madcast Media. And you can join, and every time you comment something, it creates a pseudonym for you. And it's always some kind of adjective like rich whale or successful walrus or something like that, right? Or like spicy ant, like whatever Please, it is. Please uh, stop insulting the uh, American Indian culture that sent us those wonderful coffee beans. Oh, the, okay. It's their Hawaiian. And I, I believe that she's just from the mainland who is working at this farm in Hawaii. Julie, thank you for the coffee. And we look <laughs> forward to hearing your podcast, Julie. Yeah, Wait, actually. No, that was a different That was a good, different girl, yeah. Not bad. All right. So, Candid, back to Candid. You, every time you post something, Don, it creates a pseudonym for you. So, basically, you're able to chat anonymously with people. It's it's pretty cool, and it allows for such great trolling. So, every week, I join the political group, and I troll people. Lately, 
right? I, I, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you guys this. Mark, you can weigh in on this too. Do you think that conservatives in general are pro-Russia or anti-Russia? I think they were anti-Russia until Trump. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Literally four years ago, Obama and Romney debated, and Romney said Russia is our biggest adversary, and Obama said his famous, uh, hey, the 80s called, they want their foreign policy back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And people jumped down his throat for that, right? Yes. Well, not anymore, because... I have created a character on Candid where I join the politics group. I'm a Russian. And I say, I, I tell people, I say, hey, I'd like to thank you guys for voting for Trump in office. As a Russian, it makes me happy to my core. And, <laughs> and to my surprise, all these Trump supporters are in there. It's like, yeah, you're welcome, bro. Yeah, we love you. Welcome to America. You're totally great. And then I try it again as a different nationality, a different ethnicity, you know, uh, like a Mexican or something like that. And people jump down my throat. Like, get the fuck out. We're going to build that wall. But now they're all about the Russians. Yeah. Well, it's because his wife is Russian. Yeah. I is think that that's what why. she is? Or like no, I think something, US, something else. Ooh, She's there. perfect though. Whatever she is, let's find out <laughs> and, and get those different ethnicities together, mix them up, and just create the uh, perfect race of people. Now I'm sounding from, like a different uh, leader. Yeah, you're sounding she's like from Slovenia. So uh, gotcha. she's Slovenian. Yeah. Okay. There you it's go. A, it's it's I, that's Russia light. Do we have US any listeners from. in Slovenia or Slovakia or whatever wherever the fuck Slovenians are from? <laughs> please uh, call in and and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to come do a live show with. You and your beautiful women. Yeah. If we have any hot Slovenian listeners, we'd love to hear you. We'd love to hear from Why you. Why do I get the feeling some somebody that sounds a lot like a man is going to call in? <laughs> Claiming to be a not, hot Slovenian woman. Not on this show. I don't Never. think that would happen. Anyway, guys, download Candid from the App Store or Google Play and search for the group Madcast to join the conversation. I'll link to it on the website. Thank you, Candid, for sponsoring this episode. Also, Jesse from Awful. Jesse P.S. from Awful has a group as well for his show. Feel free to join that. And, uh, yeah, post some stuff. And if you guys think you're speaking directly to me, feel free to tweet at me on Twitter, and I will verify whether or not it is indeed me. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Candid's a lot of fun. Thank you guys for supporting us. But moving on to the debate, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll do this. It's the, it's the other side of the debate. Yeah. Yeah. Love that uh, shit. Don, here's – look, you didn't bring up these points, so I'm going to bring them up for you. All right? Okay. And I, and I'm going to deduct these points from the from your score next week. If if people voted in your favor, <laughs> you're about you're about to tell us why the flag. I didn't even get to finish bad. all my points. Okay, what else you got? Because if you don't mention these, Don, I'm deducting. I'm writing down how many points right. I'm deducting. Go ahead. All right. Well, first of all, a lot of the initial hysteria over the fake news on Facebook was based off this uh, BuzzFeed article, this analysis that was done by BuzzFeed. Uh-huh. And ironically enough, it was pretty misleading itself. So uh, it used uh, Facebook engagement metrics like shares, reactions, comments to kind of determine whether or not these stories were uh, significantly viral or not, right? To make a a dent on the election. Um, And if you look into the data, none of these stories were over a million engagements, um, which I think is a threshold that would be pretty important, especially if you're going to say it's going to affect the election. Um, But also, just because something has a a large amount of engagements doesn't mean that it was people supporting it. Like you could be one of the one of the more rewarding things about being a publisher of inflammatory articles on the Internet is that uh, people share it even if they agree with it or even if they vehemently disagree with it, even if it just pisses them off. So, yeah, we don't even know how many people were spreading these fake news articles were actually believing them, you know. 
Okay. And I would say that even based on the, the raw numbers themselves, they barely were able to make a dent in the election results. All right, Don, that's 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 an interesting <laughs> conjecture. That's that's a that's a nice theory, but yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's all I was gonna say. Oh. I know I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's already. Yeah. Well, the I problem, feel the, the problem with what you just look, Don. I'm not disagreeing with you because because what you said is correct. We don't know how much it influenced people, and we don't know if those engagements were all in the affirmative. But I can also make that same case that uh, for you know for the problem of social excuse me for the problem of fake news being shared socially is that we don't know it could be high. It could be high. It could be low. We don't know. But the fact that it exists, and and to say that not many of these got more than a million engagements isn't say isn't saying much because if you have ten that got a hundred thousand, well, there's your million. You know, the, it's hard to say. It's hard to say with any kind of accuracy or quantifiable measure how much it infect it, it affected the the results, the election results. Are we debating if the fake news should be flagged, or are we debating if fake news are a problem or not? Well, yeah, that's a good point, Rucka. I think that it is a problem, and it should be flagged. That's my argument. I think misinformation in general is a problem. I'm skeptical that fake news sites are as big of a problem as uh, we've been talking about. Okay. The, as, you're a terrorist. As... You're a t- Don, I'm going to say it right now. You're a terrorist. Look, there, since when, when fake news has never been such a problem— <laughs> As as this election, right? I I never in my life. Look, I am born and raised on the internet. I'm an internet 1.0 guy. All right, my I'm, website was was founded in 1997. It's yeah. older than Google. You were only 25 when you created that website. You know, fuck you, Rucka. Born and raised. <laughs> uh, I thought you were about to say born and raised in this country, and I was going to ask for some documentation. <laughs> that. Bitch. All right. I I. <laughs> I have been born and raised on the internet, and I've never seen this be a problem to this degree. Well, what do you, is it a problem because your fucking candidate lost? Jesus Christ. It's, it's <laughs> always about you. Like, I get it. I fucking, I'd never, well, I was not happy about the election options either. But, like, I was willing to accept that whoever wins, wins. I'm saying I'm not convinced that the fake news is the reason that Trump won. I don't, I'm not convinced that it was that significant. I know yeah. that the, it's been a big news story, and it was mostly based off... Uh, these analysis, this uh, BuzzFeed analysis in the beginning. And I am, yeah, I'm skeptical that fake news articles were that big of a deal this election that swayed it that much. Okay, that may be the case. Mark, what were you going to add? I was just going to say that I agree with Don in the sense that we all are responsible for what we kind of intake as far as news and the fact that we create our own echo chambers. Obviously, you're going to add people who you're friends with who are like-minded as you, and if your only source of news is social media and you're only friends with people who are like-minded with you, you're not going to understand how the outcome could be any different than what you're viewing within what you've created for yourself. So, like, that's why people are so surprised, like, how did Hillary lose or whatever? Everyone I was talking to, like, sort of, like, was going to vote for her. And that's because those are your friends because you're like minded. And that's why you're friends with them. So it's sort of like you have said you have a diverse group of friends, which yeah. means you're kind of yeah, leaning more, t- more towards the side <laughs> of having like an sort of objective viewpoint. But like that, yeah. I feel like that's why everyone was so taken. Yeah. Aback. But even a guy like Maddox, who pretends to be, you know, this objective overseer of the universe, Not pretending when Obama wins an election, uh, that's all well, the people have spoken, even though there was uh, there was sharp divide between Huffington Post and Breitbart four and eight years ago as well. But now when Trump wins, it's like, oh, oh a fake news made this happen. Look, no, Trump, Trump, like Obama, had enthusiastic support, and he won. 
Okay? Yeah. yeah you well, lost. Okay, I, I know you voted for me in a regressive party. It's, it's, I'm a dinosaur. I am a pirate. I get it. Shithead. Yeah. All right. Look, oh, I get it. Oh, wow. Mark and Rucka. The Mark and Rucka Brigade. What are we going to call this? Marka, right here. That's what this is. It's marriage over here. You've got better material. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. Look, no matter who won or lost the election, there, there are things that I think are unfair. I don't think that Russia should have an influence okay. on our Okay, is election. this fake news uh, uh, debate or, or Russia debate? Well, you know, because there, there, it's also been speculated. Oh, here we go. That Russia it's may be never behind. that you fucking lost. That can never be that, and it could never be that individual people are using bad judgment in their choices. Jesus. It's never Rucka, either of those you're things. Fucking bullshit ass you're straw bullshit man. ass you're straw man. Fucking, you're all you do is attack straw man this entire time. I don't even need to. Why am I even in here? Why am I doing this podcast with Rucka? All he needs is a big fucking scarecrow that he can just sit here and jab and badger all fucking hour. Because I never said that a single fucking time, Rucka. Look, Hillary Clinton. And lost the, the the election for a number of reasons because she ran a shitty campaign. She didn't even go to Wisconsin. She didn't go to Michigan. She didn't do, do the legwork that she needed to do this, to win this election. She took it for granted that she was winning because of the polls. She just she was a lazy debater. She has a lot of uh, a lot of problems. She didn't handle the email scandal correctly. Look, there's a lot of things Hillary Clinton did uh, uh, incorrectly. She lost. She wasn't a great candidate. All right, done. I'm look. I don't give a shit. I wasn't a Hillary fan, and I never have been. I was opposed to her since 2005 when she started mouthing off all sorts of crazy, insane bullshit. What? What was it about video games? No. Was that, oh, she, the what, same what thing that Trump upset you this much. The same thing that Trump said, which is, uh, if an American said, if an American burns the flag, <laughs> she said, she said that. She said that. Oh, she said, if an American her. burns a flag, yeah, he uh, he or she should be potentially uh, lose their citizenship. Or jailed or fined. Oh, wow. I'm Same. not sure if they had the citizenship thing, but they def she definitely supported a bill that would uh, put them in jail for a year. Yeah, which is the same exact thing that Trump, that yeah, Trump did. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like that, that at all. I'm a, I'm a free speech guy personally. And that means if uh, Facebook wants to feature some stupid you know, news algorithm on their website, I mean, that's it's their freedom of expression. Now, look, man, I you give way too much credit mm -hmm. to people's abilities. Abilities? Yeah, I, yeah. You I, give way I, too much. I don't credit. know if I give credit. I'd say I acknowledge they have that ability. You think people? No, are, you take it for granted. You think people dude. are just droids? You think they just fucking coast around being pushed in a in a certain direction? Rucka, you have you have the benefit. Uh huh. You have the benefit of your education and your oh, knowledge. Oh, tell me about my education. Well, clearly you're educated. Yes, I think uh, we we I came on this little podcast and told you about how I got arrested for marijuana and decided <laughs> I'm going to community college because I want to be a lawyer. So next time I get arrested, I'll have nothing to be afraid of because I'll know how to work the system. That's my education. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's nothing to do with education. You're the one who's two weeks away from graduating college. Yeah. You're the more educated one, but you choose not to think. Correct. No, I. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> No, what, what are I'm our, choosing what, to think. Okay, what are we arguing about? This all ties back to you saying that fake news has never been a problem this big. Why? Why? Why is it more of a problem now than it was before? Well, just because, because just because it used to be just Fox versus MSNBC, and now it's like eight hundred websites versus another eight hundred websites. No, it's still just two sides fucking with 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 their each slanted bias. Uh, look, I, slant and bias. I mean, even on this network, we've got the the, the Maddox podcast arguing for Hillary, and you got the Jesse P.S. <laughs> podcast arguing against Hillary. No, okay, that's not that's. First of all, get your fucking facts right. We got fake. I'm not gonna stand for fake news on this very show, Rucka. 
What you just said is fake that news. That was fake news. Uh, let's brand rock his forehead. That's a meme right there. Is is, it, is that a meme yet, Don? Is fake news Which a one? meme? We have an entry on fake news. Fuck yeah. Dude, the, big a, fan thanks. of your website, by the way. I've been using it thanks. for years. Every time I need information. You know what, Don? By the way, you, you yeah, guys actually did spread some fake news in one of your episodes. You said that after the election, Harambe received 15,000 votes. Now, yep. you might have been doing it in jest, <laughs> but that was that was a meme that spread without that was completely unsubstantiated uh that there is no public data that supports it um that spread widely on the internet right after the election see Completely i'm a victim fake. i'm a victim of fake a fake news that's why i take it personally rucka you're you need the moron label on facebook now i think no not me <laughs> no, no not me i think that whoever whoever spread that they we, they should be the moron okay so so you don't like fake news no. And you want it to be flagged. I want it to be flagged, and I think that Facebook should be held accountable. Now, the difference between Whoa. before and after. Hold on. Should the Facebook uh, employees be rounded up and put on trains? No, but y- here's the problem. You want them to drop their pants? <laughs> fake news has always been a thing, though, pre-Facebook. Like, the Mexican-American War was William Hearst, like, doing the newspapers and making fake news. And- Is that true? The era yeah. of yellow journalism, which yeah. we're, yeah, we've entered into again. Uh, the guy, Ryan Holiday, who you've had on the show before, yeah. talks about that, how uh, the the advertising model of, of uh, news has made us kind of go back to that era of yellow journalism. Well, Kathy O'Neill, she's uh, this is again from this New York Times article, says that social media companies need to hire human editors, and I I can't agree more with that. And that's what Facebook was doing before they got accused of bias. Look, if they're if they're going to hire human editors, they need to get some people from the left and the right and some independents in there, so that at least you have a, a a semblance of balance or different points of view. I would take Fox News out over any of these bullshit-ass fake news websites. I would take CNN over any of these bullshit news sites. I have this uh, this graph. I think you've probably seen this, Don, because it's gone viral. But it's a graph of all the news websites. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of has a Venn diagram of all the shitty ones. Sensational or, or clickbait ones, like uh, Natural News, Addicting Info, Occupy Democrats, you know, websites like that. And then on the right, you have the Daily Caller and Breitbart and Infowars, all those different websites. Then at the bottom, near the sensational or clickbait, but it's in the center, at least it's not too partisan, is USA Today and CNN and local TV news. Then right in the middle, where it meets high standards of of news and journalism, is Reuters, AP, ABC News, NBC, New York Times, Washington Post, BBC, and NPR. And they have little... You know, they're, some of them are left of center, some of them are right of center. Every Everyone at the positive end of that spectrum was left-leaning. And uh, where did you get this list from? This is uh, just a meme that's, that's floating. Okay, it's I would agree news. with some dude on Reddit made it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't say how he, how he created you, it. The Maddox, you get all your news from, like, Reddit, so why are you complaining no, about this shit? I don't shit? read that shit. Where do you get your news from, by I the way? I told you, I like NPR, and I like BBC. Why do you trust NPR not to filter the truth? Because NPR... Their funding is not coming so much from corporations. It's coming from the government. Well, so partly from government, but also partly from citizen funding. Okay. I trust NPR. For, so you bo- don't think NPR has incentive to give a certain slant to either please the bureaucrats in D.C. or the the beneficiaries, the people donating? No, I don't. Because NPR, just look at the headlines. They are not sensationalistic. They're not clickbaity. They're not... They're not headlines that are going to piss you off or make you drop your jaw or anything like that. That's why NPR and BBC, they're they're good news sources. And I'm not saying they're perfect, but at least they're held accountable. Like, Brian Williams was fired from his job, and it doesn't get bigger than Brian Williams in news. 
I'll tell you what made me kind of uh, disappointed with the mainstream media this election cycle. And uh, I'm sure you guys remember the Pepe the Frog fiasco, right? Where that, yeah. that internet meme was, was – and it, he's been labeled a hate symbol by, by the ADL now even. Um, prior to news outlets publishing articles that he was a symbol of white nationalism, I never saw – like it's my job to look at memes all day, right? I never saw a single racist or hateful Pepe the Frog image until – after all the media coverage um, then i started seeing them but it seemed like uh what happened was from, from what i can tell the southern poverty law center um started spreading that he saying that he was a symbol of white national nationalism after uh donald trump's son posted that famous deplorables photoshop where pepe the frog was included um an attempt to to say that he was promoting white nationalism right and then after that it just took off and major news outlets just reported Pepe the Frog as being a symbol of white nationalism without even without any type of fact checking or, or from what I can tell. Um, like nobody was calling me and being like, hey, Don, is this actually a, a, a symbol of white nationalism? They were just going with what, what the Poverty Law Center said. Yeah, and but I, Don, I, yeah, I was really, really disappointed with how that went down. Well, let me ask you this. In that case, in, in that specific instance with Pepe the Frog, who is the authority that they could go to to fact check that? Right. I mean, I guess like, I, oh, the, obviously me. <laughs> obviously somebody I know your name. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They just kind of went with the Seven Poverty Law Center has done a couple of things where they, they get, uh, I don't think they should have any credibility at this point. They called uh, Majid Nawaz and uh, Ayan Hirsi Ali uh, radical anti-Islam uh, people, even though like, you know, Ayan Hirsi Ali should be considered a, you know, a feminist hero, if, if anything. Um, well, but, uh, Maddox yeah, they, hates both... Uh feminist and he's pro-muslim so he's the it's not your audience but go ahead okay incorrect Raka. again more fake news cut, cut that out mark cut that from this yeah, episode cut that out <laughs> no fake news no fake news all right but anyway, finish your point but yeah please, uh hersey ali i i think that she's uh she's an interesting person and she is i think she's she's brave for coming out against uh, some of the stances that she's come out against islam uh, right. I don't know that I would agree with the, the, her, those classifications from the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, just because they have some outlandish claims doesn't, I think, diminish their entire body of work. Uh, you can you can make some mistakes. You're allowed to make mistakes before you lose all credibility. I think you lose all credibility if you if you have a proven track record of continuously posting bullshit and false claims and things like that that's when you lose I credibility ag- i would agree with you uh for with i think these are a few major cases that i think are so clearly egregious that uh they, they definitely have harmed harmed their credibility in my view like if there if there were some mistakes right and you could see oh i can see how they made that a mistake like it's clear that that, that was a, a a very easy mistake to make and not just based on political bias then yeah i would i would agree with you in that case but these three cases i think were particularly egregious yeah i i've seen that and i i i think i would agree with that i think that uh Hersey ali doesn't belong on that list and that other guy i forget what was his uh what was his deal he was an uh, he was an islamic journalist or is that what it was yeah, yeah, Majad Nawaz. He's worked with Sam Harris a couple of times, and and uh, there's this un- like people that that uh, do. Th- he wrote a book with Sam Harris. People that uh, work with Sam Harris sometimes become a pariah because uh, <laughs> a lot of people hate Sam Harris. Yeah, okay, I see. I see what you're saying. Now, here's the thing about the Pepe the Frog meme and feminism, because I think that the the two of those things have something in common, which is that. Really? Yeah. Let's hear him out on this. Well, what they have in common is that the movement or imagery or symbolism or label in this case can be hijacked by the most extreme elements of the movement. Now, feminism fundamentally and by definition is just equality, 
between men and women, right? And when you pose that definition to people across the board, everyone says, yeah, of course. Of course, I'm on board with that. Everyone is, myself included. 89% of people polled, which still seems a little low, but 89% of people polled, according to Huffington Post, agree with that statement. However, those same people polled, only 24%, including men and women, would label themselves a feminist. So clearly, the label carries some baggage with it that the definition does not. Everyone is an egalitarian, I would say. The majority of people are. But when it comes to the label, feminism has become kind of a toxic label in the same way that the men's rights movement has and the same way that Pepe the Frog has. So whether you agree with it or not, at some point you have to see the point that, okay, this movement has been hijacked. We can no longer say that it's completely clean or clear of baggage. I think that's probably why the the Pepe the Frog headline started getting traction. Someone eventually just came along and called it what it is. Eh, it's kind of a movement that, uh, it's kind of a symbol that the alt-right uses, right? Would you agree with that, Don? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I agree that, that a stigma can become, begin to surround um, any type of uh, symbol, for sure. Smart. If, if undesirables Correct. use it. Yeah, I'll concede that. Great. Brilliant. So, Maddox. Yes. Uh, you're debating still that you think... Fake news should be flagged. I think. So. By the way, is that is this Facebook that should let you flag it, or should this be mandated by the government, or do you still refuse to draw a distinction in these debates? Like, what's your position on this? Well, I don't think that uh, I don't think that it should be mandated by the government yet. Ooh, if if okay. if Facebook now here's the thing, Facebook is get, becoming dangerously close to becoming a utility. But now, it, oh, okay, yeah, something becomes popular, it becomes necessary to live. Well, if it yeah, if it becomes necessary to live, and then that's the point when then the government has to step we nationalize in. it like good communists. Well, you don't <laughs> you don't have to. I wasn't Rucka. using my liberty anyway. Go, you know okay, you don't so. ha- you don't have to. But if it comes to a point where those those companies or those organizations start to abuse their power, or they're not they're not keeping you know keeping uh, safeguards hmm. that they should. Sure. Uh, then maybe yeah. you may you may have put, to look put, at that. Yeah, I agree. Put Trump in charge of Facebook. Well, let me let me ask you this, Rocco. <laughs> Smart guy. All right. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I know. Look, if Facebook, okay, Facebook currently is is uh, comprising of fifty or sixty percent of the internet, all internet traffic. Right? Is that right, Don? Let's say it's a it's a hundred percent. Okay. Well, if it's a hundred percent, yeah. Then essentially, Facebook is the internet. And. Well. That means that the only way you communicate it relies on one company. So, if that company starts to inhibit your free speech and they start to censor people, then we have a real How problem. Are they censoring you? Well, basically, what I'm proposing, which is they uh, they they drop fake news websites from their algorithm so they don't show up as prominently. Is Facebook coming into your house and preventing you from saying what you want to say? No, but they if they control the roads, Rucka. It's like if if Facebook created the roads. And they'd stopped making roads to your business. They're essentially censoring you, aren't they? Well, if they they created those roads, I think we're in no position to make demands of them. Well, they didn't create the roads, but they the roads existed, and they came in and put roads on top of them. Facebook created Facebook. Yeah, but if Facebook becomes the internet. So if your podcast becomes so big, it becomes a utility, and then the government gets to come in here and tell you how the hell to run your goddamn show? I guess so, Rucka. All I right. Guess, yeah. You heard you it. You heard it. On guys. record. Only Let's one way to happen. Only one way to find out, guys. <laughs> yeah. Make this the biggest podcast right. ever. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah. All right. Share uh, it with your friends. Don, do you have some more uh, anti-flagging points to make before Maddox uh, tries to fabricate his own views on this? Okay, I'm not fabricating shit, Rucka. Go ahead, Don. Um, 
We, yeah, my only final point would be that I think the only real way to address this problem is to remove the social incentives that people get for spreading falsehoods and misinformation. That's a much harder thing to do than just do a filter, I'm aware. Um, but I think it's attacking the real problem, and we should start having conversations about that. Okay, done. All right. Okay, fine. And uh, the only point you didn't, you failed to mention, Don, <laughs> this is from the New York Times, it said that... Uh, algorithms could help social media users spot fake news. So they could potentially do it algorithmically. Would you agree with that? Uh, algorithms could help spot fake news? You mean yeah. like uh, they'd have a, a detector for if something's a fake news article? Well, you know, just uh, just the tendency of, like if they have some people who are dullards, you know, these people who are branded with the moron tag on their Facebook profiles. Mm, dullards. You'll, you'll basically be marking certain people as being idiots. And if anything they post is automatically yeah. going to come you know, from an idiot. The types of people... I think that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> okay. The types of people that would uh, give up their First Amendment so that the government can better protect free speech on Facebook. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, Rucka. Look, if 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 the government, if if one company owned every telephone line and they decided you're going to stop making phone calls to a certain other person or company, guess what? The government needs to step in and say, "Hey, knock it off." Well, one, the, the phone lines are a utility. One company will not ever own one every phone line, but even if they did, we'll have to find another way to communicate if they're going to be dicks. Well, I don't think uh, hope. I don't think uh, you pulling a gun on them is is a way to fix the problem. Well, can I talk about uh, I want to talk about Syria for a second. You know, Bashar al-Assad, mm -hmm. their president. Yeah. One of the big reasons people had a huge problem with him from the get go is his cronyism. Uh, he would come in and as a strong man and just give contracts for cell phone companies and different utilities and things like that to his family members and his cousins and people in his cabinet, and totally. people he wanted. So basically, there was a monopoly of all telecom in the in that country. Yeah. You didn't have a choice. Well, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for illustrating beautifully that the only monopolies that come into being are government mandated. Okay. That's not that's not true, Rucka. There have been non-government <laughs> no, mandated. haven't. Don, Don, can you, Mark, somebody, yeah. can you can you guys help Somebody, us? please, help him out. What about the <laughs> Rockefellers? You you want to turn... Wrong. What about the banking system? Yeah, the banking system. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a monopoly for sure, and that's not government mandated. They were, they were in cahoots with the government when, when they became monopolies. When there, there was never a monopoly in banking. Railroad? That was subsidized by the government. Okay, it's all... Okay. Yeah, it was. God damn it, Maddox! You want to turn this country into Syria? You want the government <laughs> to be to be to be in bed with the businesses and do them special favors? No, you're the one putting Trump into uh, the fucking throne. The government doesn't step in until or unless they need to, and that that's my policy. That's my policy. I feel like government intervention has definitely made certain things bad right. or worse. We'll have a uh, liberty yeah, versus we'll slavery that. debate another right. episode. Moving on, guys. I have I have a couple of headlines from around the web. This is from Wyoming. A family of bears likely killed from eating poisonous plants. This is uh, the, from the Game Commission officials in Wyoming. They say a poisonous... So basically, bears are dumb. That's this headline. Idiots. The bears were found on the lot of St. Monica's Church in West Wyoming, Pennsylvania. West Wyoming, Pennsylvania. That's why it is. On December 6th, the Pennsylvania Game Commission says the bears ate the leaves and seeds of an English yew plant before they died. The plant is highly toxic to people and most animals if ingested. What a dumb animal. You know, Matt, is it an introduced yeah. species or is it native? I don't know. That's a good question. If it's not native, then I, then I, you can't I guess you really expect them to know what it is. Yeah. 
Okay, let's hear Rucka's argument. <laughs> bears should know. Bears should know better. No, it's um, there's more an observation about you. I'm starting what? to understand like why you're always ripping on animals. Like you hate monkeys. You 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 laugh at dead bears. Like you sunk it to such a low intellectual level that like you don't even want to like uh like. You don't even want to compete with other humans. You just want to, like, prove yourself superior to the dumber species. No, I I don't have to prove that, Rucka. It's assumed. I, you are a shining star. Thank you. Finally, the first true thing said on this podcast from that side of the room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. I read this, I read this uh, Would You Rather the other day on Reddit. You know those Would You Rathers? Mm-hmm. This one was, would you rather every time you get in a car, you have to kill a chicken, right? A kill a live chicken or... Once a year, fight an orangutan to the death with a broadsword. I I would choose the orangutan, right? You Mark's have, nodding. You, why? Yeah, because here's the thing. All right, here's how I'm gonna fight this this, this dumb monkey. All right, this orangutan. <laughs> you've seen <laughs> you've seen Planet of the Apes where they they teach you you know uh, monkeys have this uh, this gesture of submissiveness where you put your palm out facing upwards and the monkey comes up to you and then rubs his fingers across your palm and that shows you the monkey rubbing his fingers is dominant and you're submissive right mm. all right so here's how i'd get the orangutan i'd hold my hand out like that right and the orangutan comes over to me like oh he's submissive oh okay i have the broadsword behind my back and as soon as he as soon as he rubs his fingers i grab his hand and chop his arm off <laughs> fuck you and then what instead i stop stabbing your ass him. with his remaining arm no i wouldn't <laughs> I'd fucking stab the shit out he's of him. He's not going to die right away from cutting off his arm. Well, he's, he's going to be, be fucking pissed moot. off and in a lot of pain. He's not going to be happy. You like that Monty Python scene with that knight who gets his arms chopped off. Yeah. Well, you know who else is going to be pissed off? This hairy Armenian. Yeah. All right? Which which one are you more afraid? I would fuck that orangutan up. And once a year, you have to do that. <laughs> That's the that's the option I would choose. Mark, what about you? Same. That's 364 less than animals, number one. Oh, get out. <laughs> Boo. You know what? I wish I could choose both, Mark. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't even drive that much. I'd drive more if I had to kill a chicken every time. What about you, Rucka? You, you, you got to kill the chicken personally, or yeah. can you delegate it to, like, Chick-fil-A? No. Come on. Oh. That, that, that means you don't do anything. I, I don't think, I mean, jokes aside, I, I don't know if I'm equipped to fight an orangutan. Yeah, that's true. Not everyone Just is. Being honest, so not everyone is a real tough badass I guess like me. Not. No, no. I mean, I, you know, I've got the capability of maybe inventing a machine that can kill this monkey. But yeah, it's called a bandsaw. What about you, Don? Uh, I think I would go with the chickens. Are you allowed to eat the chickens? You can do whatever you want with the chickens. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think I'd. Pr- I think you'd get used to killing them after like a week. It'd be like something you look forward to every day. Yeah, okay, so now that's the argument I would say, right, is an argument against the chickens because after a while you become desensitized. So every every chicken you kill is going to be it's just going to be kind of rote, like a routine thing you just do. You're not going to have you're not going to enjoy it anymore. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? I think for some people the question is which would be more dreadful, like killing a bunch of chickens or, or fighting an orangutan, and you're saying which is more desirable. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the orangutan. I'd hide that broadsword behind a tree, you know, and pretend like I was I was weaponless, and the, the stupid monkey would come to like, <laughs> reach around, grab that fucking swish, cut its head right off. I think you should choose a more aggressive primate for that example because I think orangutans aren't very uh, aren't very aggressive or strong. Not my fault. Compared to like a chimpanzee or a gorilla. Uh, one more headline. This is from. <laughs> 
This is from around the web. A troll caused panic on a, vir- uh, a Virgin America flight by naming the Wi-Fi hotspot Galaxy Note 7. <laughs> so they had to, uh, They I think they delayed the flight. They said that we recognize that banning these phones from airlines will inconvenience some passengers, but the safety of all those aboard the aircraft must take t- priority. Transportation Secretary Anthony Fox said, we're taking this additional step because even one fire incident on a flight poses a high risk of severe personal injury, blah, blah, blah. Basically, if you name your phone Galaxy Note, your Wi-Fi hotspot, they will ground the plane. Ooh. There you go. Because okay. those things are blown up. It blew up. Yeah. Okay. Look, not all Androids are great. All right. There you go. Not all Androids. Hashtag. Um, all right, guys. Uh, Don, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you guys can check out the website I work at, knowyourmeme.com. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Don called D-O-N-C-A-L-D. Yeah, we'll link to that on the website. Thank you, Don, for joining the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you to my bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka. Yeah. And first ever episode, Mark, the audio engineer. Thanks for having me. Thank you. But most of all, you're welcome. Choose one of the following two options. You thought of the 80s. A, they sucked shit. B, they were cool. Maddox chose. They were okay. Oh, shit! You fail! <laughs> Raka, he made your point for you, which is... Uh, it's the world's point. Yeah. What? What's the world's point? That you gotta pick a side. Ah. If they have to pick a side, you have to pick a side. Okay, you know what? There's a comment section. They can they can post their comments down there below. And I, t- I do read those. I do take inventory It's not of about if you read them. It's about who wins the debate. And Me. if they're voting, either it sucks shit or it was good, why, why do you get to come in and say they were okay? If the majority of people in the comments say, I believe that Maddox thinks the 80s were okay. Okay, wait. Can you vote for Trump or Hillary, or can you vote for like Trump but add a comment that means you're not really voting for like what? What, what does that mean? You can leave a comment. You know, it's a fucking debate. God damn it! One side wins, one side loses. I always win. All right, here's a, here's another one. Maddox, what the fuck? You said fish is jangly bullshit. Well, you're gangly and bullshit, huh? <laughs> what the fuck does a space music obsessed Mormon Armenian from Utah <laughs> who grew up on an orchard know about fish? A lot. Go fuck yourself, man. Go fuck yourself. Bitch. Bitch. That's what you are. All right? I know a lot about jangly bullshit, and fish is it. And Led Zeppelin, too. I got a lot of heat for that. Don, are you a Led Zeppelin fan? Uh, I do like Led Zeppelin, but I hate fish. Why? Why? They're the same band. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.